Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the bow hunting podcast for the working class, the working class bow hunter podcast. See, clever. I did that once on yeah. a podcast already, so it's old news. We did um, it. It, it. We're here. <laughs> uh, short staffed again. Myself, Kurt Geyer. Doug Schmidt. Austin Chandler. The Lord. Lord. I have to say the Lord. Like It's weird if you say it yourself, right? Yeah, it's, it just doesn't have the same effect if I say it. I think right. you need to say it. It goes from like... Holy to arrogant. Right. Yeah. We don't want that. Real quick. We don't want that. Yeah, we don't want that. That's not what we're about. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, where we're nothing but serious and business and no fun. Um, no, thank you for being here. We appreciate the support. Um, it's been a crazy fall for us, going into a crazy winter. Um, man, hopefully things are turning up. I don't know when this airs in podcast land. It's mid-December, uh, but we got a good backstock of episodes built up for the holidays and just some hopefully trade shows happen. Nebraska is still a go. Um, this is probably airing right in that time frame of the yep. show. Um, if it's before, we hope to see you there. If it's after, we hope we had a good time with you. Um, <laughs> either way, we appreciate the support. Workingclassbowhunter.com. Uh, of course, if you're listening, you know where to find us. But Spotify, anywhere, subscribe, give us a rating, share us up, help us out a little bit. Uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, we have new merch in the store. Uh, got the Holla Holla shirt. The Holla Holla shirt. Got the Geyer Bug. Got the Geyer Bug shirt. Bug. Yeah, we got some new merch coming. We're getting to the point where we're going to be having new merch like every three months and just cycling out the bottom tier merch mm-hmm. and getting new stuff. So keep it fresh, keep it new, and it's kind of fun to make new designs and yeah. see our logo done up different ways and all that. So For sure. uh, we appreciate all the support. And also uh, our YouTube, we got some video podcasts coming down the line for 2021. So please subscribe to that and let us know you did. We appreciate it. Um, and just real quick, I'm going to get through some of our partners. Uh, appreciate them all supporting us. Um, HHA Sports, Scent Crusher, Loophold Optics, Thermoseat, Victory Archery, Gator Outdoors, Big Time, and Old Barn Taxidermy. Super thankful for all of them. 
um, everyone that supports us in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. And everybody supports us in you know different episodes. We'll have different people support that episode and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool, man, to have people on board um, that are as high profile as them with as low profile people as us. <laughs> so uh, thanks for letting us represent you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got yeah. you. Right. Hopefully for, we're doing okay. Here for duty. <laughs> Doug, you got a veteran shout out? I do. This one's a this one's a pretty long one, but uh, this was sent by uh, Joe Wilcox, and the veteran is Dave Bolton. He was in the Army. It says Dave joined the U.S. Army in 1986, serving with the 197th Infantry Brigade and the Third Ranger Battalion at Fort Benning, Georgia. After a short break of service, he served with the 101st Airborne Division in LRSD unit. I don't know what that means. Sorry. We're at, Fort Campbell, <laughs> at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. From there, he moved to the three, the 3502C Company to HHC 3052 Scout Platoon. After attending the Special Operation Target Indicate, in, inter, oh, Jesus. You're an engineer, Doug. Introduction <laughs> course. He was selected to become a sniper instructor for the 5th Special Forces Group. Damn. After a year, Badass. he returned to the Scout Platoon and was a, the sniper squad leader. He left the Army in 2001 and transitioned into the civilian life. He is currently employed by the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office as a canine handler for the past 19 years. Wow. He I dedica- want to have a beer with this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's dedicated his life to service of others. He's an avid hunter and bow hunter and lives to be in the outdoors. Thanks for your service, Dave. That's a, Thanks, Dave. That's a record right there. Thank um, you, sir. You sound – hopefully you're nice because without knowing you, you got a scary background that's, of just badass. Yeah, that's there. just a legit badass right there. <laughs> 1986 2001. That's awesome. Thank you, man, for your service. That's hardcore. Thanks for all the details on that veteran shout-out, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, sorry if I mess anything up. I don't want to offend yeah, cool. anybody. But. He's, he's got a canine. Whew. Those yeah. things are scary, man. Dude, those – Can you yeah. imagine even – if you were in the middle of some shit and say you got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time and then the cop gets out and he's got a canine, I'm whatever you need. Yep. Yes, sir. No, sir. I'll make you lunch real quick. <laughs> That's actually what my grandfather did in the military. He really? was in the Korean War and he trained dogs. No kidding. Yep, pretty wow. cool. Yeah. I just don't get like when they go after somebody, the dude's like, yeah, I'm going to outrun this dog. Doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm going to outrun this four-legged beast. <laughs> yeah. This killing machine. Yeah, I had German Shepherds growing up, and I don't know if they still use German Shepherds or if they're those uh, Malamois or whatever now, but horrifying either way. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's cool, man. That's a lot of respect to, to people yeah, that do that sure. stuff. So thanks, Dave. Appreciate Thank your, you service. your service, Dave. Very cool. Well, awesome, man. Well, we, uh, we're we in the middle of it, the thick of it here. We've been trying to say that on the this last podcast, getting down to the wire now. Um, hopefully you had a great season. I know we a lot of us did. Um, hopefully I'm, we're in the future now, Doug. In reality, yeah, podcast hopefully, line uh, hopefully everything went fantastically well. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a 180 inch on the ground. Because depending Two. on when this launches, we might be off a little bit. Schedules, we're, we're, we're podcasting ahead here in the future. Yeah. But uh, basically, when we leave for Nebraska, we'll all be done hunting. Yep. So, because that's the last week in the season, pretty much, I mm-hmm. think, I believe. Um, Ours is the 10th, so. Oh, yeah, you're well done then. We're the yeah. weekend before. We're the, I don't even know. 17th, I think. Right in there, yeah. It's whatever that uh, Sunday is, is our last day. I think it's the 17th. It's whenever it ends. Well, what what <laughs> day is the show on? 15th? 15th, 16th, through, and 17th. So 17th is Sunday, so that's the last day of our season. Yeah. Yep. Well, 
Cool. We had a good season. We did have a good season. I'm pulling for you. Yeah, Dougie. we did. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see? The future. Yeah. Doug, Great the future. fucking season. <laughs> you really pulled it together at the last minute, Doug. <laughs> Who knew I could have did it, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Weird, right? Yeah, the, the thing was a monster. <laughs> yeah, dude. Awesome G2 on that one side. Dude, what was that 17 inches? That drop time? Crazy. Ooh. 18 inches? 18 inch drop time. Now we're, come yeah, on, yeah, now yeah, we're sorry, ruined. sorry. That's just cocky. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Dude, it's a great, it's a great four corner shot, man. <laughs> I thought it was a deal. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Mustache got in the way. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. Hey, you know, call it whatever you want, man. I ain't judging. Um, no, man, it's getting crazy out here, but, uh, we have a guest on. He is another member of team working class from what <laughs> Tim Stansclitz dream whitetail hunt would be. In Michigan, uh, which I was surprised he said that. Yeah, you don't get that one as uh, everybody's dream hunt. That was kind of different. I guess he's trying to like baseline from PA to Michigan. You know what yeah, I mean? He stick with what you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Why well, go for quality when you can go for? I was going to say quantity, but I don't know if that's true either. We'll find out. We'll get into some Michigan stuff here, I guess. Uh, we're joking. We're just dogging. We're just dogging. Why, why would we not? Um, Got to get some shit out. That's Everyone's like, leave Ohio alone. I'm like, man, we've been getting shit on in Iowa and Illinois from everybody yeah. around the whole country Let's forever. pick so. on Michigan and Pennsylvania a little yeah, bit. Yeah, pinpoint the big buck states in the country. There we go. They're not here. Not anymore. Um, so, Chris Smith, we're going to get him on, and uh, we'll start shooting the shit. So, thank you for being here. All right, calling from the number one big buck state in the country. You know what state I'm already talking about before I say it. Michigan. Our holla. good <laughs> holla holla. Our good buddy Chris Smith, uh, member of Team Working Class, joins us. What's up, dude? Hey, not much, man. Glad that you could finally join the show um, and talk about how many big bucks you guys have and how everybody should buy non-resident Michigan tags. Yeah, I mean, they're super cheap. Might as well bring the family. <laughs> <laughs> bring your blaze orange, bring the family. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? Tell us who you are. Hey, not much. Um, so my name is Chris Smith. I uh, actually sell hunting land for a living with Michigan Whitetail Properties, um, number one recreational land dealer here in Michigan. Um, my, I'm a carpenter by trade. Uh, my father-in-law actually started the business 20-some years ago. He... Uh, Found his niche, I guess you could say. He was a, a realtor selling houses and uh, decided he didn't want to fight over refrigerators. So <laughs> he uh, decided land is his thing. He got his niche, and their Michigan Whitetail Properties was born. So that's what I do. I sell hunt land, walk, walk all kinds of good properties, bad properties, all of them. Sounds like a fun job. Yeah, that is a cool job. And you know what's – thinking about that, and we'll kind of go back into our history – on my way home from elk hunting in Colorado, we ran into a guy that worked for the same company. And I don't even know how it came about, but in the quick gas station conversation we had, we basically put two and two together that we both knew you. Really? Remember that? Was it uh, Davis? I don't remember his name. It was like two years ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm maybe I'm reaching here. I guess, I guess it could, could have been Heath. Heath Sutherland. He's one of our agents here in Michigan as well. Um, I don't remember, but it, I don't know how we kind of cued that in. We were both on our way home from elk hunting, and I think he saw the sticker and was just like, oh, do you do that or whatever, and then got the chat, and we somehow figured out we we both knew you. Um, but huh. small world. But, yeah, yeah. I kind of like it slipped my mind that you're doing the Michigan Whitetail Properties thing, you know, it's because you yep. 
We met, you lived in Iowa for a little bit. Let's just get into all of that. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead okay. of myself here. Yeah, right. So uh, we moved to, my wife and I actually moved to the Quad Cities so she could go to Palmer there in Davenport for a chiropractic school. Yeah. And uh, that's basically how it started. I quit my, quit my job here and just went. That's, that's ballsy, man. Went, uh, yeah, I spent uh, the first, Two weeks knocking on doors to try to find some hunting land. <laughs> yeah, you're probably like making Play-Doh snakes. I'm in yeah. Iowa now, baby. Let's do this. Yeah. Didn't uh, didn't pan out how everyone thinks it pans out. Well, you also lived in Davenport. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. Tough gig. And so you moved. You quit your job at the time to move so your wife could go to school. So yep. you're kind of like you're putting investments in to have a sugar mama. Right, except right. it doesn't doesn't work that way either for some reason. <laughs> well, well, damn, <laughs> just striking out, man. Well, so, yeah, I kind of. Sorry, dude. I think this is Michigan's getting you a little bitter. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, but that's where we met because you worked at Gander Mountain, and I was a drunk yep. college kid at the time too. And I worked at Gander Mountain for a little bit. Right. Um, I was awfully rambunctious at the time. I felt like compared to now, but uh, right. that's yeah, where we met. Change, you know. Yeah, there. we did, and then we did the, did some hunting together. No, on the same uh, video series that we did, and um, that's basically how it was born. Yeah, it's kind of funny looking back now, but uh, I mean, hell, I think you you did some bow work for us in your apartment. You had, oh, like, right, yeah, remember yeah, that did, you had like uh, your whole bow press Eric's, and everything. Yep, everything, yep. It's pretty cool, man. So, yep. and then I remember you're like, "Yep, we're going back," and you kicked back to Michigan. Um, yep, kicked back to this place. <laughs> Are you bitter <laughs> about Michigan? I feel like you might be a little bitter. No, it's it, you know, season's about over, and it's just one of those years. Yeah. Do you uh, – yeah. what's it like, you know, because you grew up in Michigan, right? I did, yep, yep. So growing up in Michigan, kind of – I mean, you're you're not ignorant to hunting. I mean, you've hunted other states and everything, right? Yeah, correct. Yep, I've hunted, you know, some other states. You know, Kansas is a big one. I love going to Kansas. But, uh, you know, I've hunted Ohio, Iowa. Basically the the ones you think. Right. The big buck states for the yep. most part. So you hunt all these states. You have all this experience. You know what big bucks are. You know how to kill big bucks. Uh, but you're – and I'm not saying Michigan doesn't have big bucks because mm-hmm. percentage-wise. But you, you grew up there. You hunt there most of the time, and then you sell ground there. So is it – do you find it difficult to sell ground in Michigan knowing what you know? Or is it like a hard sell? You kind of – you see what I'm getting um. at? You know, it's it's not really a hard sell. Um, you know, most of the people are like us that are buying it. They, you know, they want to hunt. You know, not all of them. Some of them just want a place to build home or or hang out with their family. Um, but the majority, I would say, are looking for that that piece of land to call their own to shoot bucks on. Right. Um, in your area, you know, what's a good trophy sized deer? In our area, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of like on our family farm 140 is minimum that we'll shoot there oh wow see that's um, you're in the mix that's, yeah that's right um, where we're at but you know this year if i'd have saw 110 i might have shot it no kidding <laughs> <laughs> one of no, them years I mean, huh <laughs> um but you know there's there's definitely especially where i'm at down here in the southern the lower part of michigan there's a handful of counties that always produce big bucks so um you know it's just picking which one you want to be in right right I, so selling ground, I mean, what, what's the biggest track people are usually buying through you? Um, we sell, you know, 
it's hard, hard to say a lot of, you know, some people are everyday Joes like us that, you know, can't afford a 300 acre piece of land. And, you know, there's those other guys that, you know, money's no issue. We, we saw it all really. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. So do you, when you do a listing, sorry, I'm kind of going down this rabbit hole now because yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you get access to the property? Like, can you do any hunting or run trail cameras or how's that all work? No. Um, most of the time they, they're hunters themselves. So we don't, we basically go in, give them an assessment, um, take some pictures and get out of there. But, uh, you know, every once in a blue moon, we'll come across a piece of property where either, you know, say a, a family member owned it, they they passed on and left it to whoever, and they don't live around here. And, you know, we, through talking to them and whatnot, we get, get the chance to go out there and hunt. But very rarely um, does that happen just because they're, they're hunting themselves right especially with like the, the amount of hunters in michigan i'm uh, sure that doesn't yeah. help at all um no. what's your favorite thing about growing up and hunting michigan like whether it's the culture or just like terrain or whatever it may be you know i guess my biggest thing is probably what you can hunt i mean there's all you can hunt everything here you know from small game rabbit you know the, the pheasant and quail are basically non-existent down here anymore but when i was a kid you could go out and shoot a couple um but you got you know you got elk up upstate in the lower peninsula um basically you can hunt anything here bear elk you know whitetail bobcat what basically if you can think about it you can hunt it what's it take to draw an elk tag in michigan uh it's a once in a lifetime deal so once you draw you're done wow um so it's you know i've known people that have basically applied for their tag and it's been 20 years now, and they still haven't drawn a tag. Are you doing the same? I, yeah, I have been putting in, but my, I don't, I'm not a very lucky person, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I, I don't know. If Illinois had a note tag, I think, of course, I'd put in. But it just, I don't think like a Midwestern elk, it doesn't do anything for me. Right. Right now. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's not high on the yeah. priority list. No, right. it'd, it'd be like. I don't know. I guess I don't know a good analogy for it, but to me, I elk are it. Western animals. Nah, I'd right. still do it, though. I would you know, still not, do it, the, but the it's numbers, like, how are you going to get them? They don't have the numbers like they do out there, so it's kind of a, I don't know, once you get it, it's one of those, I got to make this happen type of deal. Yeah, I get that. But, like, Kentucky so, has elk that non-residents right. can hunt. They've got yeah. a pretty healthy herd down there, I think. Yeah. That's what yeah, I've heard. I did but see that. I don't really, like, to me, I'm not going to be putting in for Kentucky elk points. Right now, no. right. when I can go over yeah. the counter in Colorado, like this summer or this fall, you know. September. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough thing. Is you know trying to put in. Do I go? Do I just buy one over the counter? Do I wait? You know, you know, you know how it is being hunters. You just you put in for what you can. If you get it, you get it. If not, you go somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. How much is it to put in for an elk? elk I don't. Point? I don't know that. <laughs> You're just doing it, huh? Yeah, I don't know that. Pockets are deep here. <laughs> yeah, right. All those Michigan land sales. I'd be, I'd be going. I'd be going out west. He right. said that sugar mama is not a thing, but it sounds to me like it could right. be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much it is. It's just a, an auto withdrawal, yeah, baby. Just, just one of those to get the get the card statement. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like it's like twelve hundred bucks. Goo. Ooh. Yeah, whoa, Goo, man. Shit. <laughs> oh, should have paid attention to that. <laughs> yeah, I've been paying this forever. <laughs> well, yep. so. The good in Michigan, in summary, 
There's a lot of things to hunt. Correct. Okay. Is there anything more? What else? Because uh, I just feel normally, and this is why I'm kind of prying at you this way, Chris. I feel mm-hmm. people from Michigan normally are stoked to be from Michigan, and you don't really scream that vibe. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy, you know, there's a lot of good fishing, too. You know, yeah. you want to go fishing, you can fish countless inland lakes, or you got the Great Lakes you can go fish on. Um, the, just the, the whitetail hunting aspect of it is it just you don't get excited for it. Yeah, but I feel other guys do though. But you know, I feel like you have more flavors of like the Kansas and the well, Iowa. Yeah, he's, he's been, he's been know, in some big buck spots. You know, I've, I've been been to other states, and it's just there's so many people here in Michigan. It's just it's hard. It really is hard to to find and kill a mature buck here in Michigan. So why not? I mean, because I know you're a hunter like we are. It consumes your life, and the outdoors mm-hmm. consume your life. Why not move? Because uh, uh, we, my wife opened her own practice, her own office here in Michigan, so we're kind of stuck to this spot. Gotcha. Not not where we live, but this area. Right. She um, must be a which, good woman, man. Right. Oh yeah, she is. She's the best out there. <laughs> She's listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's I, like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well then. She sounds but, great. Uh, you know, I mean, this spot. It, it's a nice spot. You know, I wouldn't change it. It's nice down here. Um, you know, there are those pieces of land where you can grow and hold mature bucks every year. Um, uh, I just don't own one of those or just, don't have access you just sell to them. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just get to dream over them. What a tease. You know, that's probably the worst part about my job is, uh, you walk some properties that are no big deal, but you walk that one and you're like, man, I wish I could buy this thing. Yeah. Like this is it. This is the one. This is the one. Yeah. The one that gives you anxiety, like, oh, that would be rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would be the number one, like, negative thing to being a hunter in Michigan? Um, Probably all the other hunters is probably the biggest negative. Really? Just pressure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the pressure. There's so much pressure here. You guys have a pretty long gun season up there, too, don't you? Oh, my gosh. It's almost a month long. Ooh. Almost. It's like 26 days. Um. How does anything like a, get a, by? Like a, I don't know. With like a, there's only like a four day break in there. That's brutal. Um, yeah, I mean that's the whole that whole gun thing is it's out of control, really. All right, I might be fucking up here um, <laughs> about what I'm going to say, and I'm not trying to like make anyone from Michigan mad. And, mm-hmm. and Chris, I don't know. I, I I feel that you'll agree with me, but we've podcasted with a handful of people from Michigan. And from an outside perspective, and maybe I'm 100% wrong and I'll accept that, but maybe I just have a different perspective so the people that grow up and live and hunt in Michigan don't see my perspective because they're in it. Um, But I feel from interviews we've done and conversations we've had and messages we've answered on social media, people that – and I'm not saying you're into this, but the complaints about Michigan – are basically the people's own fault of Michigan. Like, you know, kind of what you said, the gun season is so long, the people that are complaining about it are the ones shooting up everything and then oh, also absolutely. proceeding to complain about people shooting up everything or the pressure or the amount of people and stuff like that. But And, and I feel like every time I start to kind of um, not argue but challenge the conversation, then I get so much la- – like fight back so quick 
Oh, absolutely. That it's not even worth having the conversation because I'm like, well, man, if, maybe if you guys just changed everything and yeah. studied like a more manageable Midwestern state, like, I mean, even Wisconsin, uh, but Iowa is kind of the model I always go back to a little bit. I'd change, I'd change the party hunting deal, I think, would be the one thing I'd change about Iowa. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as I start to, like, do that, then it's like I get attacked a little bit. Not, not like it's right. an argument, but it's like, oh, well, I can tell it's not worth going down that rabbit hole. So I don't really give that conversation oh, any effort. You know, absolutely. You just, like, struck a nerve right there to all the listeners, I think. Yeah. Um, because the – the people that complain about it are definitely, like you said, um, they're the ones that see this four point come out and they're just going to whack it, you know? Because if not, it's going to get shot of anyway. Right, yeah, your neighbor's that, atti- that attitude, if I don't get it, somebody else is going to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I heard something about Iowa changing something to use the straight wall cartridges as well in the future. Oh, really? Or, or are talking about it. Obviously, nothing is set yet, but I did think I. Uh, I did see somewhere that they're looking at uh, allowing, like, the 450 Bushmaster and the 350 Legend, any straight wall cartridge, you know? I'd heard that, too. Um, I haven't heard that. But, yeah, I mean, as far as here in Michigan, it's unreal because you have have a regular firearm season. Well, actually, I could go way back into, you know, there's a Liberty Hunt, which is early, mid-September, September September Mm 12th-ish. It's for, like, two days. It's the youth hunt and hunters with disabilities hunt. Um, so obviously there's guns for a couple of days there. I got no problem with that one. Right, right, right. And then there is an early antlerless season the following weekend, I believe it is, which you can use gun on. Okay. And then, and then, um, you, you run into archery season, October 1st. Um, and then there's another I think it's called independence hunt, um, which is in the middle of October for a couple of days. Um, which you can use a gun for hunters with disabilities. And then you hit the big one. Once you get uh, to our regular gun opener, which is November 15th, that runs to uh, the end of November, uh, you have a a four-day break after that. So then December 4th is when our muzzleloader season comes in. And it used to be um, our regular firearm was like, you know, your muzzleloader or shotgun. Right, like Illinois yeah, kind of is. Yep, or your archery equipment if you choose to do that. Um, and muzzleloader was just straight muzzleloader. That was it for 10 days or whatever it is. <clears throat> um, but now for a muzzleloader season, you can use any legal firearm, which would include those straight wall cartridges or your shotgun. So I'm so, looking at one, two, three, four, five, six. And what you rattled off real quick, unless I missed one, six possible firearm seasons in a year yeah yeah so you got the couple days for the liberty hunt which is a gun there's one uh the early antlerless which is a gun um and then an independence hunt which is you can use a gun um and then your regular firearm which is obviously a gun um muzzleloader season and so once you hit uh and then there's also the late antlerless season which you can use a gun on um so basically once november 15th comes through um, till, till January 1st. I mean, you got guns in the woods. Whoa. That's rough. Wow. Yep. But I mean, November 15th to November 30th, 15 days of firearm, four day break, and then muzzleloader from December 4th to the 13th. Okay. Let me, right. let me do something here again. I'm the bad guy on this podcast, yep. but hear me out. <laughs> You're the bad cop. I'm, I'm the bad cop. Play the devil's advocate here. Yeah, because I'm. let's mix it up a little bit here. 
Okay, say, um, say Doug comes into Michigan. See what I did? I'm, he's the bad guy now, but I'm just right. Doug guy. did it. Doug, Doug comes in with his mustache, all authoritative and smoking cigars, aggressive, smoking Swisher sweets, <laughs> Swisher sweets. Um, why? Those are the guys that shoot the big ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shooting deer in the first five minutes on a, on a yeah. me on a pressure push. Um, just put a cigarette out. Yeah. Doug comes in. He goes, "All right, Michigan." We're going to wipe off all your gun seasons off the board, and we're going to give you the weekend before and after Thanksgiving. We'll do a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday before Thanksgiving. After, we'll do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the weekend after that gun season, we'll give you muzzleloader only. For three days. For three days. What would mm-hmm. Michigan do? Oh, they would throw a fit. They would burn the place down. <laughs> okay. But what if I told them, we'll do this Whole, we'll do this for your firearm seasons, for you know adult only firearm. Adult and youth can hunt it, but it, you know excluding youth only seasons. That's I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. There's your firearm seasons. Let's try this program for six years, <laughs> or just two, and see what quality of bucks or, you'd have. Or just two, but I'm I'm playing hard here a little yep. bit. Six years, no, see the quality reaching. of deer, and and come back and we'll see how you react. I mean, w- would it be all hell no. break loose? Oh yeah. I mean, cause I just described even... Illinois gun seasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would, nothing would, it would burn down. See, that's the thing. I don't really, get it. Like everybody, the, everybody has different goals, I guess. I know. But... So like there's counties, you know, we have APRs in, in a, a lot of counties, um, which are alien point restrictions. And, um, you know, some people throw fits about that. But, I mean, the I mean, you got counties up north in the Lower Peninsula up north that you would never shoot good bucks on that are now shooting good bucks, you know? Right. And I mean, it was like bouncing your head off the wall just to get that. See, and I don't want to portray that it's like it only matters about big bucks, but that's right. the complaint. I think the bow hunters would definitely probably want to side with you on that program, yeah. and I think oh, the gun sure. hunters would be like, hell no, that's taking away our gun hunting. Right. But let me break this down, and, and Chris, I don't know where you can add in on this. What In Illinois, let's go Illinois. Um, well, for the sake of just slim lining the conversation, sorry, Doug, we'll go Illinois only. That's fine. What percent, because you have a ton of friends in Illinois, and you kinda, you're kind of you familiar enough. Mm-hmm. You take um, take ten hunters out of Illinois. What percentage of them are, for the most part, bow only hunters out of ten? Ran- ten random hunters. That's a tough ho- call. Today, I would say five or six. Five maybe, or six out of ten are probably maybe, bow maybe only. Maybe seven. Yeah. Okay, I, I, that might be the difference. Most of them are like, yeah, we could go without gun seasons for three years and just to see what happened to our, our herd. Yep. See what happens to antler, to maturity level. Everything would go up. Now you take 10 Michigan hunters. And I'm not attacking Michigan. This is just for interest of conversation. Mm-hmm. 10 Michigan hunters, Chris. What percentage of them, of the 10, are bow-only hunters or primarily bow hunters? So of 10 that I could pick, I would say, you know. None? No, no, I got oh. no. I would say probably um, just the the ten first ten that come to my head. I would probably say you know six or seven of them would be totally fine with just bow hunting. Um, right. And and the other ones, you know, are probably kind of like myself. I I would much rather have a bow in my hand. But come November fifteenth, you know, I go out there for 
two days with my my muzzle loader and sit, and then I'm back to my bow. Right. Um, it just doesn't do it for me. Right. But so maybe you know, the, considering that, maybe like a program like that would wouldn't be as bad. Right. You know the the biggest thing. You know, not not everybody here in Michigan. You know, obviously everyone's dream is to shoot big bucks, whether they say it is or not. Um, but I know some people just. You can't eat the antlers, you know. Yeah, which um, I respect that too, though. You know, I, I get you know, it. I, you know, it, yeah, you know, you get it, and you know, some people aren't looking to put a deer on the wall; they're just looking to put some meat in the freezer, which is fine. Um, it's just tough on the guys that are are trying to trophy hunt. You know, yeah. obviously we're putting meat in our freezer, but we also want to, you know, we enjoy the story of the deer on the wall when someone comes over, and you right. know, you remember all those things, no matter what it is. Yeah, or or how long ago it was. Um, right. Yeah. This, I mean, it's just tough. We definitely you definitely have to kill the deer. You have to manage them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and and you know maybe Michigan has way 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 more deer, which definitely could be the case than Illinois. And I wouldn't. That's why it's done that way. I understand that. But I'm I'm bringing it up for interest of conversation and just right. to get people thinking about things a little bit. And um, most of our Michigan listeners, shout out to you, are probably going, dude, fuck you. Um, you're right. ignorant. You've never, you never hunted here and right. that's fair. I, and you're probably a hundred percent right. But for just the conversation, I think it's fun to think about. Yeah. It'd be, a, it'd be oh, cool absolutely. if they could just take like four or five, uh, counties and do like an antler restriction or say no bucks for three years. Experimental counties. Yeah. Or archery mm-hmm. only archery only in three or four counties and see what happens in those counties in three or four years. Be I'm surprised that doesn't happen with like biologists and like DNR just to do yeah. in studies, like a three year study. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, the antler point restrictions that are around, around the state, um, have shown definite, you know, positivity from of that. Um, you know, there's like Macosta County, for instance, I spent a lot of time up there. Um, there's been some, dandy shot up there and used to be you would never you know maybe one every so often but you go to a buck pole up north now and it's you know you see some pretty good deer um but if if that could be statewide you know i'm sure other people are listening thinking you know this guy's an idiot um he doesn't know he doesn't know what he's talking about you know i don't know the laws or why things are made i just know what it is and that a lot of things could be changed what what would be changed you know I don't. I don't get paid to do that, um, but I would definitely have an opinion in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's fun to think about too. You know, it's even Illinois. I think about just for the shit of it. Like, what if Illinois canceled all gun seasons for three years and limited to one buck a one buck with a bow a year? And for mm-hmm. people that just shit on me earlier for saying what I said about Michigan, that would be me killing a le- one less buck that I could kill yeah. than normal. Like, I, if that's what they want to try for a little bit, I'm open minded to it. If it means 200 inch deer potential for giants i think right. you would see it explode Absolutely. here yeah i think illinois would pop off but you know and i also think part of that being is do like iowa does for non-residents make it a point system every three years you can draw attack yeah. do i think illinois can afford that no probably not would they make more money in the long run mm, maybe i don't know right. but you know that's yeah, the ho- thing i'm with- hoping to be to iowa next year <laughs> fingers crossed do what Said I'm hoping to beat it back to Iowa next year. Yeah, you're putting in points and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you might as well then, huh? So, well, if you're yeah. in our area, man, you got places to stay. So. Perfect. You're in. You're in. But 
It's interesting to think about that stuff. Like, what if all of a sudden Iowa became a over-the-counter non-resident state? Would be nuts. Would you hate that, Doug? Dude, we'd get destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, you guys just, would. You know, people would move it, it like, just come that's from why, everywhere. That's why Iowa is such, such a destination right yeah. now. It's so hard to get that tag, so everybody, everybody's all. trying to get in. Yeah, free. Yeah. Well, but I think it would be that way for five years, and then it would be Illinois. Mm-hmm. We are an over-the-counter for non-residents yeah. and a two-buck state for residents. It'd probably die mm-hmm. out five years, but... Dude, mm, I think five years if Illinois adopted problem. Iowa's plans, nobody would think about Iowa. That's a good point. I do think, because the, compare the two states. As a non-resident, you can draw a buck tag every three years if you put in your points, right? And I, for yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's a one-buck state. Illinois is... A fucking two buck state for residents and non. Like Chris could draw an Illinois tag every single year if he I, just wants to pay the five hundred whatever. I was going to say, I think the only thing yeah. keeping people out is just the cost. Yeah, and personally, right. I think it should be higher. For, if you could draw every year and hunting's this good, right? It should be higher for sure. Yeah, I mean, people go to you know? Colorado and pay seven hundred bucks on a three percent success rate in an over the counter unit for elk. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't even know what an out of state tag here is here in Michigan. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah, which is fair, fair price. Yeah. Indiana um, for non-resident, I think it's like 150 bucks roughly. Indiana is an over-the-counter state. Ohio is the cheap one. How much is that? 160 bucks for your hunting license, a buck, and a doe tag. A doe and a buck. Isn't it, isn't it an either sex tag? I I think it's two separate tags. I don't want to say 100 percent certainty on that, but I just looked into it. And, I'm in my yeah. truck, but I'm pretty sure it's it's an either sex tag. It's one or the other. Non-resident hunting license and a buck. Maybe it's a buck doe combo tag. But yeah, 160 bucks. That's cheap. That's really yeah. cheap for non-resident. That's super cheap. That's yeah. really cheap. Here I am selling Ohio again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's just, Ohio can't get away. It's there's something magnetic about it. Sorry, Clint. Sorry, everybody else. Damien, <laughs> Landon, Chris. Yeah, it's, uh, all, our, all our Ohio boys. Yeah, everybody just needs to stay in Ohio and Indiana. Well, they're the best states in the country, you know? I know. They need to stop coming here then. Dude, Chris Brackett's had killer success in Indiana. You know? Hey. It's like a four buck state, isn't it? <laughs> as long as you don't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, you're not filming. Jeez. It's oh. cold as ice. It's cold as ice. <laughs> should they thought we were having a good time money. over here. As long as you don't tag the one, you should be able to use your tag on the other one. Right. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, don't get blackmailed by your cameraman. It's tough. Yeah, tough gig, man. Yeah, but that's it, why self filming's where it's at. <laughs> right, <laughs> huge hassle, but uh, real convenient when it comes to laws. Yeah. Real mass <laughs> and morals. Um, good God, we're assholes. Man, this is a dark podcast. Hey, no. yeah, like it, this is gonna stir some shit up. But it, it's just fun to think about. You know, it's fun to think about. Like, what if, what if Illinois had all those seasons like that? You know, I, I know if Illinois had a one buck limit, I'd be a hell of a lot pickier on my first buck. Agreed. I'd be looking for like a one seventies. Agreed. So yeah. I wish that's the same thing here. I wish we had one one buck. Oh, wait, so no. residents can shoot two bucks in Michigan. They can. Yep. What it's, about non-residents? Uh, of one it's a buck? Restric- restricted tag here. What does that mean? So basically, you, you shoot a a spike and then you can shoot something bigger. What? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Hold on. Break that down, I guess. I don't so, know. so it's a restricted tag um, where if a spike walks out and you shoot it, you can shoot it. And then with your other buck tag. Um, it has to be bigger. Um, d- depending on what county you're in, yeah. Um, you know, certain 
areas for antler point restrictions and stuff. Um, one either has to have, you know, three on one side or four on one side. I like that concept. At, but I like that concept. Uh, you. It's, so, it's, uh, you can shoot whatever the heck you want, basically. So if you shoot a 130 for your first buck, your second buck has to be bigger? No, no. It's just it's, spike. Uh, it's just the points. You can't shoot a spike for your second one. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I was... yeah, you can shoot another 130 if you want. Gotcha. As long as it's got, you know, three points on one, one or I'm four. hearing you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm slow slow the trot. I, I hopped off the old bush heavy and hopped into the whiskey. Right. So, uh, oh, no. I'm running on dial-up. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's... yeah I, think, I think if they change it to a one-buck tag, though, here, I think you'd see a change just with that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the odds are just against Michigan. Like, that's just the root of it is, like, the, the seasons are it, – it's just nothing wrong with that. Like, you get your deer, do your thing, be happy. But as far as quality antler growth goes, the odds are against that. It's almost like they're just like, how can we not have big bucks? Let's yeah. make those laws. I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, think about it, though. Know, it's – like I said earlier, you can – there's certain – like, I got a good friend that's he's got – He's got the right piece of land in the right spot, and you know he can shoot a, a freaking booner every year. It seems like, mm-hmm. but you know he's not out there shooting the 115 inch bucks every year. Um, you know, and I don't. He might not even shoot two bucks if depending on you know what it is. Um, but it's it's just got to be the right piece in the right area. Um, yeah, you know you could own 10 acres, but if it's in the right area with the right neighbors. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, same thing here, but, you know, more. Mm-hmm. Right. The, what you're saying is the possibilities are there. Like, it's not. Oh, absolutely. It's not all yeah, hope there's is all lost. Kinds of possib- no, there's all kinds of opportunity. It's just you got to get to that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Talking so, in percentages, like, yeah, the odds are against Michigan typically. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Man, it's fun. It's fun to think about, like, the breakdown and learn about other states yeah. and, like, management and season dates and stuff because a lot does play into that. And, you know, we could, I mean, everybody complains about gun seasons. I think if you're primarily mm-hmm. a bow hunter, you're going to bitch just a bitch, probably. Yeah, nobody uh, right. enjoys seeing the Orange Army under, you know, coming to attack you. That opening day always yeah, sucks you know, for a bow hunter. For all the pub- public land hunters here, you know, you wouldn't catch me in the woods come gun season there on public land. That mm-hmm. bad? No way. I mean, not not all the places, but, you know, down here closer to Ohio and Indiana, it just seems like they get flooded out. Um, and Does it seem worse with the surge of the whole internet, public land, I'm oh yeah, public private bullshit? Yeah, you know everyone's a public land hunter. You know, yeah. I got nothing against it. You know, I hunt public land for pheasants and whatnot. You know, can't say I've ever hunted whitetail on public land other than out of state. You know, someone that looked good. Yeah. Um, but here, I don't. You know, I wouldn't do it unless I was with my bow, and um, I knew for sure that. I put my time in and there was something worth going after. Yeah, for sure. I'm just curious. You know, I hear like mixed, mixed reviews on that. Like the whole public yeah. craze on the internet. Um, guys are like, dude, it hasn't changed for me. It's the same, you know, from now and it's just, people aren't willing to put in the work or do that type mm-hmm. of hunting. And then That's I the hear thing. it's definitely gained a lot of notoriety in the last four or five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I get it. It's cool, man. It's cool to be able to go on a pressured piece and kill deer. It's, it's, 
And let's be honest, it's more of an ego thing, I think. It's more of like, look what I did where everybody else was trying oh, to do the same thing. I, I think it's a huge accomplishment. I mean, oh, obviously, absolutely. you're going up against some guys. There's more pressure. It, it is a bigger accomplishment, I think, when you kill something on public ground. But 100%. it's being drove into the ground a little bit, and it's taking credit away from guys like us that like to hunt private. You know, it's, yep. it, it's making it – they're saying that our job's – a little easier than what it really is, but no, well, I, think, I take my hat off to public hunters. Agreed, I do too. I, I do think it's it is a big big accomplishment, but I, I think it's also different hunting too. It depends where you're. Oh, at. it's it's way different, you know. Yeah. Um, you know the public it's it is like you guys said it is quite the accomplishment to go on public land and shoot a shoot a good buck. Um, you know, hell, even a buck for that matter. Yeah. Um, but you know, this year basically solidified the whole i hunt public land so better than you um or you hunt private land so you're so easy to shoot a buck or whatever it might be you know i haven't seen anything worth picking my bow up for Mm -hmm. you know right and you know that's not to say you know i could be out there tomorrow and see one but just with well, you could be the on public and the same property thing. I hunt. Yeah, private's you know? not always a cakewalk. Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, you still got to put in your time and, you know, the whole baiting thing's another subject for probably another day. But um, Can you bait in Michigan? No. You used to be able to. You can bait in the UP if that makes any sense. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of different. Is it? So, right? Yeah, it's a different world up there. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that... You know, I, I get it. You know, some people can't hunt or can't put the time in. Um, you know, you might get one or two weekends, so you throw corn out. You know, whatever. It's You do whatever you do if it's legal, you know. I, I got care. nothing against baiting as long as it's legal, man. Nothing mm-hmm. against right. it. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, we got time. We put money and dirt into food plot and um, making sure everything grows. This year we had some plots that didn't grow. Um, just the way it was. And, um, you know, there's not much different on some public lands, you know, some public lands, you know, they got crops in, um, they take them out, but it's basically like hunting a big giant piece of private land. Yeah. Still ag that everyone hunts for sure. It's interesting, man. I'm, uh, I, I think generally, I mean, I don't know in my world from what I see, I'm, I'm getting burned on the whole public private bashing bullshit and I, I feel like i'm seeing a little less of it lately i mean i, mean, I, mean, I agree it seems a little less like it's just whatever now yeah i mean it is you do you do what you want you either hunt it or you don't hunt it right um, big deal that's what always fascinated me about the west i think because you know you don't run into a lot of western guys that are like wish i could buy my own hundred acres yeah, it's pretty much all right. public out there. A lot yeah, of it. yeah, it's like not even really on their radar because they never had to. It's just it, there's where we go. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, we're you know here. It's man, I wish like you said, if I had a hundred acres, yeah, you got it. Yeah, wish I could buy my own forty or my own hundred. Yeah, or my exactly. Own whatever. Yeah, which that's you your know. biz. I'm not trying to hate on your biz, but um, mm-hmm. you know it's, that's why you don't see. I mean, whitetail whitetail properties and some of those other like land broker states are getting out west. I know there's some in Montana and whatnot, mm-hmm. but. Oh, yeah. um, you don't see it yeah. a lot out there because there's so much public ground. It's yeah. not really like, well, I want to buy 40 acres in the backcountry in Colorado. Well, the elk are either there or they're not. Yeah, usually the listings you see those companies out out west are giant listings. Yeah, you know, a ranch or whatever it might be that someone's selling. Yeah, I wonder what, and, and I don't know if you know off the top of your head. I, I 
you don't sell ground there, so I, I don't expect you to. But I wonder what like an acre there goes to an acre in Illinois. Per acre cost is a lot lower, like you said, but yeah. the spreads just are massive. They're just you know three yeah. and four thousand mm-hmm. acre tracks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, prices are a lot different everywhere. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Crazy yeah, to think about. Nuts. Yeah, because you're not going to develop in some of those spots. Like, you know, there's not the value there. But yeah. No, some of those spots you drive through and you're like, does anybody even live out here? Mm-hmm. Which also has its own appeal. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, absolutely. I love it. You know, it's, yeah. it's definitely, when you go, when you have hunted elsewhere other than Michigan, you realize the pressure that you deal with here in Michigan from other hunters. Yeah. You know, it, you know whitetail hunting in, in Kansas is you see a deer and the deer's kind of like, what is that? What are you? Mm. You know, here it's like, um, they even hear you and they're gone. Right. When you, when you hunt Michigan, is that public? Is it some private you have access to? Is it an outfitter? Um, in Michigan? Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Kansas. Um, so I hunted uh, public out there next to we have a really good friend who is an outfitter out there um but we also or i guess not we but i've also hunted some public land next to some ground that he outfits on um that's worked out really well so i mean both out there public and private hell yeah which is nice right in the mix man right in the yeah. mix well cool man i, I enjoyed this conversation of hypotheticals and and kind of poking and prodding at these sensitive yeah. areas if, if michigan had the perfect hunting season that'll never happen it'd be cool though i don't even know what the perfect hunting seasons are but it sounds cool <laughs> right well it <laughs> sounds cool to me i always enjoy like these what if bullshit type conversations because yeah we're bullshitting but it's also it's fun to think about man what would change how yeah, how would what, people what act if? Yeah, oh, I'm sure. You know, a lot of people before it, but also you'd get a whole bunch of backlash saying not a chance. Right, and that's the thing too. You know, I always joke around, like, like we said earlier, if Illinois just did away with gun seasons for a couple years, I mean, it would just one, it would make a ton of sense. The state would be losing money, insurance companies would be fucking pissed, um, and and there'd be a lot of people be pissed. It's it's a tradition. It's it's a piece of Americana in a way, and and so you you can't take that away, but. Yeah, a lot of people would say you're taking tradition away. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, probably would be. And it's fun to think about in different ways as far as antler growth is concerned. But uh, Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, yeah, it would be. It would be crazy. You know, I think, you know, my biggest, I guess it's not the biggest thing because I'm not a huge gun hunter, but I like to go out with my gun. Um, this whole, the any legal firearm is just, it just drives me nuts for some reason. Mm. Just because, you know, during muzzleloader season, it was whoever had the muzzleloader. You know, not everybody had a muzzleloader or wanted to shoot a muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's, yeah, I'll go. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Well, you I know, mean, and that, that'll never go back either. They're, they're making way too much money. Yeah, I. it's hard once you give something to take it away. Yeah. Because you know, people throw fits and all that. But, uh, yeah, any, any weapon pretty much? Uh, for the firearm? Yeah. Uh, so it's any, I mean, not any weapon. I think it's like, uh, the straight wall cartridge over, I don't know what it was, 35 caliber or something. So, um, the 450 Bushmaster and 350 Legend, um, 357 Mag, anything like that. 
no no high power no center fire rifles uh, until you get above the rifle line and then you can use them in the northern part of the state no kidding hmm. yep yep man oh man the rifle line it's a few times i can say i'm glad i live in illinois <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much only re- relates to deer hunting when we talk <laughs> illinois the only thing things. keeping us here yeah it's uh honestly if illinois didn't have the deer it had and the hunting and you know i grew up here uh, take all that away i don't know i'd probably live in south dakota i south dakota's one of my i want to go i want to take the bird dogs out there and hunt sometime but dude i love south dakota man good people in south dakota too just the buckstrom crew they, they kind of suck, though, to be honest, but they're decent dudes. <laughs> they're okay. They're all right. They'll be at the Nebraska show. I don't know when this podcast airs, but um, they'll be there with us. So, booth neighbors. All uh, right, 10-4. Booth I wish I made it out to Nebraska. All this whole COVID thing's put the damper on everything. Oh, dude. It's so, stupid. Sucks. Not too bad for the podcast biz. Um, as far as no, trade. Right. <laughs> listening, you know, has been great. But uh, as far as, like, trade shows and real-life interaction yeah. and fun, like we like to do, is – Really taking a shit, huh? Really taking a pooper. The last trade show we did was the Iowa Classic 2020. Which is nuts. Last First weekend of March yep. of 2020. That's crazy. And we're getting back into Yeah, we didn't get to do other shows we want to do. We're hoping Nebraska happens. We're hoping Iowa happens. We'll be in Ohio. We'll be in Madison, Wisconsin. We're hoping Illinois Classic, Illinois Deer and Beer Fest happens. We're, we're, we got high hopes for it all. We just... Just hope it works just out. hopes right now. Yeah, just hoping it works out. <laughs> just hopes, man. We just want to drink beer with our people, you know? Let's drink. Right. Absolutely. Let's do the damn thing. Well, Chris, thank you so much. So, hey, where, where can people find you, man? Shout out to everything. Um, people want to buy some ground in Michigan. Which yeah, check like, out. Sorry, uh, sorry I didn't help sales. Yeah. <laughs> MichiganWhitetailProperties.com. Um, also check out the Facebook, too, Michigan Whitetail Properties. Um, on Facebook, we don't have a Instagram or anything else because my father-in-law doesn't do stuff. He's an old one of those old timers. Just, just the internet. Nice. <laughs> just just Facebook. There it is, man. You got to get an Instagram so, rolling, man. Everything's going to Instagram. That's where it's at. Yeah. Well, we probably get banned from Instagram. Now, now TikTok's where you get banned. Come on, man. How old are you? I don't, I don't even have TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't want TikTok. All our shit gets deleted on there. We try to yeah, keep up with yeah, the times. You can't post anything on there. Yeah, I had a my old video that I like to call Bushlight Muscles. 50,000 views. I'm like, cool, this is rad. Boom, deleted. Gone. For what? Like three For weeks. what? Because there's a picture. Uh, in the video, I scan over my buck in the back of the truck, uh, and you can see the entry hole. And it's like a clean entry hole, you know? And I uh, got deleted. The Chinese, damn you. Yeah, they got it. The Chinese just, got you. Dick bags. Yeah, I don't know if it's the Chinese. I know they used to own TikTok, and they created coronavirus. So. Someone saw it, and they deleted I, it. So Can you say it. that? Oh, man. Yeah. Good, good old China virus. The old China. Chinese virus. China. Uh, comes from China. <laughs> China. <laughs> well, thanks, Chris, man. We appreciate it. It was fun, man. Sorry to shit all over your state. Oh, no, that's all right. <laughs> It'll be, uh, you'll get all kinds of backlash and from it. Yeah, but, but, I bet we you know, will. It is, is what it is. It is Basically, what it is. You know, it ton, is tons of hunters, tons of, I'm going to shoot whatever walks by, and that's if fair. I don't, my neighbor's going to shoot it. That's fair. I'm just. So. Just trying to help everybody out. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah. I know somebody will point some shit out about me, which happens a lot, especially if you read forums. Um, right. Oh, so absolutely. I'm just uh, having fun here. Everybody, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Just, hey, thought we were a good time. Hey, what, what's the What's the beer that everyone drinks in Michigan besides like Bushlight or whatever? I don't know. If you, you do that up there. Oh yeah, you do Bushlight here. What would be like number two? The number two, like 
What's everyone like getting drunk and shooting over backs of deer and hitting their neighbor's house with? Oh boy, that would probably be like uh, Jack Daniels or something. <laughs> yeah, my people. Uh, I don't know. We like uh, we like to go into Ohio and get some yingling. Yeah, yinglings are. Right. I, I, don't know, pretty I don't know if I said that right, but that's what that's what I call it. That's how we say it. I don't think it's so, bad beer. I yingling the regular lager garbage like four out of ten. Um, the what do we have here? Yingling gold or something like yeah, that. Yeah, gold. That was good. That's what I had. I like pretty that. good. Yingling gold's good. When we were in Indiana, they sell it there. We were in uh, like Rockville, Indiana. Eric bought a bunch of Yingling to take it home. He like, likes that, huh? Yeah, he loves yeah. it. He's a Yingling dude. I don't know. Yeah, some good stuff. I will say this: like Bush Light's pretty good. We drank Bush Heavy the last two podcasts. Bush Heavy's absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't think it's that bad. So is that Miller Light stuff? If anybody drinks that, just not a fan. Nobody drinks that. If yeah. you drink Coors Light, Jesus Christ, you need help. Silver Bullet, man. It's not bad. I, silver shit. I'll drink a Silver Bullet <laughs> over Bush Heavy. I would not. Yeah. I'll drink uh, yeah, we get, What about the old Banquet? I'll drink a Coors Banquet. Oh, yeah. Coors Banquet's good. That's a turd. That's a turd. We, are, we have a ton of, ton of craft beer and breweries here, which is nice. If you into the heavier stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's good to get a change up. So. Chris, before we, we peace out, I think the people need to know like your top five light beers. Rattle off in order. <laughs> top five there. light beers? Or beers. Beers in general. Beers in general. Um, no no specific order, but uh, you know, Summer Shandy is probably, probably yeah. at the top. Dude, Line and Kugels is oh, the man. jam. Got dude. it going on. Everybody loves it. Well, um, I, have you it. met anyone who doesn't like Line and Kugels? I have not. That's a good point. But... Uh, uh, Blue Eyed Blonde is a, it. uh, it's a craft beer made locally here, um, which is killer from Meckley's Flavor Fruit Farm. If anybody needs any, ooh, good beer. Um, mail me some of that. You know, and then just you got the the Plain Jane, Bud Light, Bush Light, whatever happens, whatever someone brings over you drink. That's fair. So, yeah. all right, man. Did you so, ever have Bent River Brewery when you were here in the cities? Oh, absolutely. That's some of the best yeah. beer I've had, I think, man, no matter where I go. And then maybe it's, yeah. like, because it's local, I like it more or whatever. Right. But, um, but, yeah, dude, if, if I'm going, if I if you canned out Bush Light and I'm going, Line and Kugel's for sure. Line and Kugel's original. I've slept on that for a while. I need to bring, that's going to be our beer. And yeah. uh, sorry for you, Doug. I don't know if that's <laughs> your jam or not. I'll just but drink Summer Shandies. <laughs> summer Shandies are tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Cherry uh, Bomb Blonde, we have a local beer that's out of, like, oh, that Davenport. Good, yeah. It's really good. Um. Yeah, Bent River Brewery is good. Pseudo Sue toppling, toppling Goliath Brewery yep, out of Decor I was real good, delicious. The Midwestern beers, man. Well, cool, Chris. Oh, yeah. We appreciate hey. you, man. It was fun. No um, problem. Thanks for having me. Hope I didn't uh, stir too much shit up. Well, you're from Michigan, so it's your fault. You <laughs> it's know, on so. you. Yeah, you're representing them. I'll be moving out soon. <laughs> <laughs> moving to Iowa. Stir the pot, and yeah. I'm gonna head out. As so, so, soon as this airs, I'll be out. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see about. Sorry, your wife's practice, but right. Yeah, yeah. we could sell that. Practice somewhere. It's just a practice. Yeah. Practice yeah, somewhere we else. could start up somewhere else. Yeah, that's right, man. Come down here and crack some backs. Yeah, we'll get a there we'll get go. a podcast sponsorship. Start off that new practice here in Iowa. There you go. Perfect. There you go. So just go and get an adjustment. Do get all free that. adjustments. I'm down for that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, well, anyway, man, thank you. Um, sorry, Michigan. We do love you, man. That's why we have a working class Michigan hat. Um, think about some things. Uh, You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.